Hello and welcome to a sports ethos fantasy baseball podcast called It's Gone. I'm your host, Britton Allen, and today I am very excited because we are going to talk about what I like to talk about, the super hot players that are riding super hot streaks to pick up because the injuries have been wild. It's out of control. It, it does not make me happy. Adam Duvall, Corey Seager, O'Neal Cruz. Oh, say it ain't so. Joey Gallo was having a good start to the season. Brandon Woodruff, my favorite Milwaukee pitcher and the most energetic player on the field when he's playing is Tim Anderson is also on the IL, but that's okay because before we hit the waiver wire, I have the honor to introduce my special guest today. This is a man of many talents, including the most popular independent fantasy baseball podcast in the world. That's right. They are truly independent. No corporate shackles on these gentlemen doing this podcast called In This League Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's also fantasy football, too. But today we're just going to focus on fantasy baseball because we just had opening day a couple weeks ago and we're all crazy with baseball. But this is one podcast that I absolutely love. It's one of my favorites. And one of the reasons is because, like I said, it's independent. There's no big brother, you know, big fantasy baseball corporate people looking over these these guys' shoulders. Nothing like that. They say what they want. They say what they think, and they don't worry about it. But he also co-hosts with another uh, friend of the show, Chris Welsh, a.k.a. Is It The Welsh? And as I said, it is an excellent podcast. Please go check it out in this league. Excellent Mr. Burns style. But there's more. This man is a New York Times best-selling author. That's correct. You heard me right. He has written two, not one, two books with the Welsh. They were both called 99-player debates because they did one, then they had to do the, the other because people are like, we need more. And in this book, which I loved, it introduced new player analysis, including highlighting players like someone called El Torito to the world and received rave reviews on Amazon. I love those books, but he's not just a noted scholar, a noted podcaster and fantasy baseball analyst. Oh no, no, sir. He's also the world's biggest Pittsburgh Steelers fan who still believes Le'Veon Bell is a great running back. That is some serious fandom, my friends. That is elite fandom. Still on Le'Veon Bell train. But if I may be serious, just for a minute, my guest is a genuinely nice and beloved gentleman who is one of the most well-liked and respectful members of the fantasy baseball and fantasy baseball community. You talk to anybody that does podcasts or anything involving fantasy baseball, and they all say the same thing. This is a great, great guy, one of my favorites. I literally heard that yesterday from Joe Rico. 
So it is an honor, a pleasure to finally, after a very long introduction uh, <laughs> for my guest, Mr. Scott Bogman. What is up, Bogman? What is going on, Britton? Thank you uh, for that introduction. Definitely not a bestseller at all. The, you, you can see why we did the two books and then there wasn't a third uh, for the 99 player debates. Uh, but look, if you wanted to put me on, on a writing thing, probably should have given me credit for 50% of the black book and football that I do every single year. That is closer to an actual bestseller. And of course, yes, I did. Uh, I, I I did not come off of the Le'Veon Bell train uh, <laughs> on the perfect amount of time. I, I I rode that right into the ocean. Uh, I feel like that, and and Billy Burns are my my uh, two probably most famous ones that I would not give up on. So I was like that old guy saying it's still real to me. Damn it uh, <laughs> about the wrestling. So uh, thank you very much, and you know, uh, just happy to be here and talk some baseball with you and. Uh, Thank you for the uh, long-winded introduction. It's always, look, if if you leave the industry and everyone says you're a nice guy, that, that's what you want. You know, leave it better than you found it. That's all. That's all. You that's can what do. everyone says about you. And also your co-host and partner in crime. Is it the Welsh? Two fun guys that know their fantasy baseball, know what they're talking about. And it's not just, you know, reading a fan graphs page about spin rates and there's that's useful, but it's entertaining, which I think is also very important uh, part of uh, the fantasy baseball podcast piece of the puzzle. But you can have the best information in the world. And if you're boring, no one will listen to it. That's just how it goes. Unfortunately, you, you can be the most correct, but if there's no showmanship, you don't get anywhere. So exactly. And, you know, you can only hear about spin rates so much before your eyes just roll back and go like, OK, <laughs> I don't you know, I don't know. And, you know, no offense to 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 podcasts that get, dwell into the science of spin rates. That's all fun and good. But Bogman, I am a simple man. <laughs> I, I don't know. If I you're did not do well me, in math. Yeah. <laughs> I, d I did not do well in science. I got to take my shoes off to count past 10. So. <laughs> I I appreciate that side of the brain. I just don't use it or ne or need it, <laughs> frankly, because baseball is supposed to be fun, and that's what I think that y'all do it in this league. And also, please go follow Scott Bogman at Bogman Sports so you can see his fantasy baseball content and also fantasy football when we when we get to that part of the year. Unfortunately, it's pretty far off, but I think the. Uh, the combine's coming up. God, it, it, Draft my, is it, in my two ignorance weeks. is amazing. Draft is in from from when you, uh, we're recording right now. The draft is in two weeks. That's yeah. That that that's a lot of fun. But uh, but today we are here to talk about fantasy baseball. Um, but before we get into that, I have a question for you. Sure. It's it's kind of a Bogman trivia question, and since you are in mm. fact the Bogman, I can't <laughs> think of a better. Uh, I better get it right. Yeah. Okay. So about a year ago, I had a YouTube show called uh, Three is the Magic Number, where I looked at lineup changes in spots one, two, and three. It was with the triple play guys. Shout out, D-Mendy. You guys love you. Um, and uh, uh, Chris Welsh was on the show, and I sprung on him. I did not give him any warning, so I just sprung it on him. I was like, all right, we're going to do like a little trivia, an ITL in this league trivia show and i didn't really think it through because the more i thought about it, i was like well he's the only contestant 
So it's not really a, a game show when you play by yourself. <laughs> like you need at least two. Or like just a fact-finding mission. You know I what I mean? Think, let's just say I didn't think it through all sure. that great. But he was a great sport. Anyway, so we had three categories. And one was called Bogman. <laughs> after, in honor of yours truly. And uh, I can't remember all the questions, but the one I do remember is this. And this was like the high dollar question, you know, of like course, a thousand yeah. or whatever. The daily double. Use. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was the last one. And it stumped your uh, uh, Chris. All right. So the question, the, or I said, I, I did it like Jeopardy style. Like I gave sure. you the answer and you have to give me the question because, sure, okay. you know, that makes a whole lot of sense with one contestant. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so the the answer was um bogman ordered some food and the delivery person brought oh. the food with a note inside that said that read follow my herpes story at xx site on youtube um and and the in the as bizarre as that is <laughs> the question the answer was and this is the name of the restaurant where the food came from Oh yeah, well I know this because I will never forget it in my life. It was Wendy's, of yes! course. Yes! So yeah, that's what I, I said it was. So this was 2019. This was January 2019. I remember this specifically. Hard because, to forget. Yeah. Well, yeah, hard to forget. <laughs> well, not not just because that note uh, w was weird, but that was the last time I got. I had like a little cold last year. You know, everyone got COVID. Everyone was freaking out. I still haven't had COVID. Uh, so. Um, and I've, I've heard it's zero out of 10 stars. No one, no one has recommended it, but, um, I haven't had it yet, but that was, I had just a hell of a cold, uh, when that was happening, I felt like I had one foot in the grave. I, you know, my body temperature was high. I felt delirious, all this stuff. So I'm like, I'm not leaving my house. I'm going to order two days worth of Wendy's and, uh, shove it in my fridge and just nuke it later. And that's going to be what I eat because I'm a, I'm a, you know, single man slash animal uh living by myself and i'm sick so i ordered this wendy's uh i i ate a whole bunch of it i went to go into the second bag because i'm a fat mess and um i pulled out this note and it said please follow my youtube channel i have herpes and uh you know our buddy uh jag just a guy uh went to the the youtube channel and will periodically send me a video that this no. lady, uh, puts out they are very strange so, oh my god i don't think I, I could i don't remember the uh the call and i definitely did throw away the note when i moved i had the note saved for a while just because it was such a hilarious bizarre story uh but yes it was definitely wendy's and i honestly uh because i have not gone back to doordash uh you know since then um i could probably pull up and tell you what i ordered on my doordash app right now because that was my last order from them so you know yeah, that see the thing is, it's like it's not Wendy's fault. It's not no. DoorDash's fault. It's uh -huh. just this this lady thought it would be Weird a great lady. idea yeah. to self promote by putting notes about herpes in people's food. Which the thought process uh, is a little flawed. Uh, How about I have a YouTube channel? I'm really funny. Please follow it. You know, sure. that, I think that probably a better uh introduction than i have herpes follow my youtube channel you know what i mean like uh i i just couldn't imagine because i i deliver food for a long time i just couldn't imagine dropping a hey i've got warts follow my whatever follow my twitter 
You know, like that is just not a good way to grab people's attention, I would say. Food so. and herpes is a unholy union that right. should not be promoted by anyone. The, <laughs> but hope, hopefully that lady or a, a man is, is feeling better. Wish him the mm -hmm. best. But that's just the kind of things that happen to Scott. I, just I don't have herpes as far as I know. So. There, you, there you go. You, you cannot get herpes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you and, and lawyers of Wendy's, you cannot get herpes from eating <laughs> herpes hamburgers. I, well, I, I, look, I, I'm I not going to say that. I, I don't know. But uh, uh, I, I don't know if that's true. But I'll say that I didn't get it. So I don't know. Well, let's, All right, let's so, take this case by case, Brent. Come on. But, but Scott Bogman's bill of health is clean. Wow. That is good news. Unfortunately, Scott, herpes anyway. We do have some injuries uh, to discuss, mm. and I'm not a Debbie Downer. I don't. I don't like any negative talk about stuff. But this is pretty impactful. Some of these injuries for uh, one of them that happened recently. Uh, Corey Seager, a very very key, you know, starting shortstop on most fantasy teams, that strained hamstring. He's going to be out for at least a month at least probably longer. So I was looking at who is going to get that playing time because he is an everyday stud starter. And it looked to me like it's going to be Josh Smith is do you, what do you know about Josh Smith? Do you recommend anybody picking him up? No, I don't think he can, you know, um, especially if you're losing Seager and this is who you're, uh, replacing him with. I, I don't think I, you could recommend Josh Smith just right off the bat. Um, you know, honestly, I don't know a whole ton about him. The Welsh would be uh, a, a better guy to ask about Josh Smith, of course, for his following of, of all the minor league players. But, um, you know, I mean, he might work out if you're in a super deep league and, you know, like I'm in a 16 man NL only and AL only. So, yeah, I'm running to the wire for Josh Smith in that one because no one's getting regular playing time. So I'm trying to scoop him up in that type of scenario. But if you're in your standard 10-man, 12-man, whatever it is, there's just no way uh, I'm running to pick up Josh Smith. There's other guys that are rostered, you know, hovering right around 50%. Uh, Bryce Terrain, I would rather have him. Um, Gio Rochelle and Yahoo qualifies it short. Uh, I'd rather have him. Hassan Kim is 31% rostered in Yahoo. Birdie is 44%. Rengifo is 23%. You know, I think I'd probably reach for those guys first before I would go uh, for Josh Smith. But the opportunity is there. So got to like that for him. But I'm just bummed about Corey Seager because, you know, I'm sure you heard in the most recent ITL pod. I did one trade with Jesse Severe, this enormous trade. And. Let me just give you the guys that I got back here. Uh, yeah, I got back Brandon Lowe, Freddie Peralta, Devin Williams, Shane Bieber. Uh, that I got eight guys. Th those are the four that are healthy. The other four that I got from Jesse Severe, Corey Seager, O'Neill Cruz, Luis Urias, Brandon Woodruff. Oh, no. All. That is all a of blockbuster this. trade, but oh, man, yeah. that is I some... gave him like all of my picks in this draft. I gave him Sal Frelick, uh, Jordan Walker, Tosh Bradley, Daniel Espino, Benny Montgomery. I gave him all these prospects to get, you know, eight guys that I know can help my team. Right. And half of them are gone now. Jesse Severe is a witch. That is the main platform <laughs> that I run on. So that Jordan, you, you had that Jordan Walker devil magic on your team. And it can't, it, it, it's like mm -hmm. you put a cur curse on that St. Louis curse on you. That's exactly when what you happened. traded him. It's exactly what happened. Ugh.
Yeah, Josh Smith is is probably not relevant for 10 or 12, even 12 teams, but obviously anything more than that if he does get uh, the everyday playing time at the Texas Rangers, which are not not your daddy's Texas Rangers anymore. Right. They are good. They have been built up uh, solidly with good firepower. And um, I was also looking at their their fan graphs, uh, uh, Russell Resource, and looks like Leody Tavares, who's a, a – some guy that I've always liked. I'm not sure why. I think it's because his his first name is Leody, and I think that's really cool. You know, I like <laughs> to keep I like to keep it simple. Name so, <laughs> so, uh, but it looks like Leody Tavares is coming back. He may just be a bench bat, but when Seager goes, you know, obviously they got to make moves uh, and and activate people. Uh, get it, get them on the forty man in the active roster. So, so that sucks for Mister Seager. But another guy. Joey Gallo was off to a red hot start, like hitting home runs that he hasn't hit in years. You know, he, it was a disaster in New York. There's no other way to say it. Um, and But it looks like he was having his bounce back. And then now he's got, quote, side soreness. I don't know what that means, but it, it means it's not good because he's out indefinitely. But... For every door that closes, Bogman, another door opens. I think I read that on a bumper sticker once, mm-hmm. but uh, or in a bathroom stall, or in a bathroom, <laughs> or in a bathroom stall, or at work in a cubicle with a kitten, uh, you know, <laughs> walking through a door, which makes no sense whatsoever. But anyway, um, so uh, I'm talking about uh, is it Edyard Julian, who is their one of their best prospects, who is actually out in. He said he Air- just wants to go by Eddie. Eddie, so, we'll I, make it I, easier that, on you. That, yeah. That's a hundred. We'll, we'll go Eddie <laughs> Julian. He's uh, uh, one of their the Minnesota Twins top prospects. I saw him play in Arizona at the Arizona Fall League in the Fall Stars game. Great uh, plate discipline. He walks more than he strikes out, a la Rendon before he went crazy and started grabbing people and doing all kinds of weird stuff, but uh, <laughs> walking more than he strikes out, he looks really solid and he's Canadian, which means he's super nice and will apologize uh, Sorry. To, to the pitcher when he strikes out. <laughs> but what do you think about Eddie Julian with the twins? I, I like him. Um, I guess my concern in terms of playing time for Eddie Julian would be Polanco is you know, ramping up this, uh, this rehab assignment. And I don't think he's going to be out there very, very long. I've always been, and this is probably because I'm a, you know, Arizona Diamondbacks fan grew up watching Mark Grace and all that stuff. And Gracie never did rehab assignments. He said, I don't want to waste any cuts in the minor leagues. I don't want to do it. I want all my cuts to be in the major leagues. I'm kind of on that train. Like I know, especially when you get hurt early in the season or uh, before the season starts, like Polanco did, um, you know, really got hurt last uh, uh, season late. Um, you need some ramp up time. So sure. You go to a rehab assignment. If you, you haven't played any games at all and you need to get in playing shape and all of that stuff, do it then. Yeah. But if you get hurt in the middle of the season and you're coming back and you're a guy that's a starter in an everyday starter, like Polanco is, I don't need you wasting a B's and double a and triple a get, get your ass back to the field. And I think the, that's what the twins are going to end up doing with him uh, fairly quickly. So I just don't know about Julian's playing time. Hopefully he can earn a role. 
Um, but you know, the infield is kind of crowded. We got Polanco coming back. Kirloff, uh, it seems to be, uh, you know, working his way back too. So that infield is getting pretty crowded pretty quickly. So I worry about playing time here. I love your comment about Mark Grace. He's one of, uh, a good friend of mine, Mickey Schmidt, shout out Mickey. One of his favorite all-time players is Mark Grace. And, and, uh, I've heard that about, you know, I, I don't want to waste time and, in the minor leagues because uh, I, I want to get my game on. And I say, objection, objection, <laughs> your honor. You, you're, that That's a false premise. You just want to be in the majors for the he hotel want rooms, the wine yeah, and the yeah. women and all this. I don't want to take minor league cuts just because their hotels suck. That's yeah. why it's not because it's not because Mark Grace had some, <laughs> some really good, <laughs> some well, really good listen, work. If you could go I, to yeah, Miami or Birmingham, where are you going? <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah. I would rather go to Miami too. So I, hey, I don't, hey, look, I don't mind that right. logic either. Yeah, he's, but he's just, right. But just just but be it, honest. Just it's be not honest. like a sacrifice yeah. to the, to you know, to to better his game. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> You're but saying it's not really for his teammates. It's no, no, a hundred percent. No, that dude just wanted to hang out with the major league uh, ladies and the major league uh, hotels and wine, but. I, I, but just kidding. I, the, all, all due respect to, to Mr. Grace. But uh, all right, another player that I wanted to talk to you about that I'm he's kind of not well known, but Seth Brown for Oakland. I mean, he got drafted in every single league, I would bet. Maybe not 10 team leagues, but he had a good year last year. He's one of the only oh. first basemen other than 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 your boy uh, Goldschmidt, who actually steals bases. And he had a pretty good year last year. Well, he, unfortunately, he's now on the I.L., and they call up writer, director, Kevin Smith, who wrote and directed one of my, my favorite, movies. favorite movies of all time. Literally, of all time. 1995, we saw the release of the movie Clerks. And I love this movie. Um, when I was a freshman at the University of Tennessee in 1995, not I'm not old, yes, but anyway, so 1995, <laughs> at the University of Tennessee, um, they had something called Vol Vision, And it was basically like HBO that you had to pay for uh, when, whenever you enrolled and you were at the freshman at the dorm, right? It was, it was, but, but that's okay because the movies in 1995, Bogman, and I, you probably weren't born yet, but the movies no, in I was born in 83, dude. I'm 40 years old. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, well, you, 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 you could pass for 25. So, you know, I appreciate that. It's, it, it's that, it's that baby face and, and, and clean living. <laughs> you haven't seen me in person. When you see me in person, you'll be like, oh, you're 40. I see it. Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, uh, on the Vault Television, they had, so it, it was just like HBO, except without, you know, w without any stuff. They just ran movie after movie after movie. Okay. Here's some movies in my 1995 um, uh, dorm room at North Carrick at the University of Tennessee. Okay, so Seven with Brad Pitt. What's uh, in great, the box? Great movie. Then what's in the box? Uh, Braveheart. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Friday, a classic featuring Ice Cube. God, 95 was a good year for movies. 12 man. Monkeys. Yeah. With Bruce Willis in some type of uh, time warp situation. Slaughterhouse Five. I don't know where we are or what we're doing, but it, it was cool. And uh, the usual suspects starring Kaiser, Kaiser Soze. Soze 
uh also known as well spoiler i won't spoil it but just in case you haven't seen it but uh yeah usual suspect and clerks um so of course i bring all this up because one of my favorite uh itl bits is i mean you know what happens after anyone says 37 right in a row there you go <laughs> uh, i mean clerks is clerks is definitely a rated r movie so you know if if you're not looking for uh you know a rated r movie that needs the the rating rated r uh th then i wouldn't recommend it but but if you do like uh you know uh dirtier funny funny stuff clerks clerks is a movie that changed my life uh when i was a teenager it, it will really uh you know it is funny it's weird it's black and white it's kevin smith's like directorial debut i believe uh i might be wrong about that but it's one of his first movies but you know it, it really it gives you perspective especially if you're in a your remedial job that you hate so it will absolutely give you perspective so it's a very good film it's a great movie. There's so many good lines and see scenes like salsa shark and, <laughs> uh, it, and not particularly acted well, but not poorly. And one of my favorite scenes is, uh, when Randall is in the video store and I apologize, uh, for being long winded, but I can't help it. I love talking about Clark. <laughs> the, the lady comes in and says, have you seen this movie? And he's reading the newspaper and he's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah that's sucks. fine. And she, and she goes, I, you know, I just asked you about this. And he goes, I don't appreciate your ruse, ma'am. <laughs> you're cunning attempt, uh, attempt to trick me. <laughs> you're, yeah. You're, you're what? You're cunning. It must make you feel good to trick somebody, ma'am. Anyways, <laughs> I could go on and on about clerks, but Randall's of course, so good. It's so good. And of course, you know, the, the favorite is the, uh, the last lines by, uh, silent Bob, AKA, um, outfielder, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith for uh the oak uh, the the Oakland <laughs> athletics um because the, the the bit of wisdom he gets at the end has literally stuck stuck with me through my life so if you haven't seen clerks go and watch it and wait for silent bob to give a very uh very powerful uh life and love advice but so okay i'm just going to be honest uh Bogno, i just brought up seth brown because I wanted to talk about Kevin talk Smith about Kevin Smith. I'm yeah. sorry. Look, that was, that was my ruse to you. You're cunning attempt to trick me. I tricked uh, you. hope it makes you feel good. I feel so, great. Uh, <laughs> like Kevin Smith, uh, the, the baseball player, not, not the, uh, director. I mean, he's put up some nice numbers in the minors before. So and there's opportunity in Oakland. I think the thing that concerns me about him is why could he not make the roster out of spring on a roster that looks like major league, you know, the uh, Cleveland Indians team from major league, the movie, it, it looks so much like that. Remember when they're like, who the F are these guys that that's kind of, that's 50% of this roster. It is is ugly. They're not putting together a competitive team, and he couldn't even make that team out of camp. So that concerns me a little bit for Kevin Smith's longevity uh, in the big leagues. But if he gets going and he gets hot, I mean, there's opportunity there for him to play the whole year. So um, I guess the opportunity is there. The opportunity, um, but there. I, I would rather I would rather take Julian, who's in a crowded situation, who's just a better player. Yes, but we will not disparage. My favorite Rule 5 pick, Ryan Noda. He's actually playing well. 
I guess I'm, I'm pivoting away from uh, Kevin Smith <laughs> to, <laughs> to talk about Ryan Noda. He, uh, he was a Rule 5 pick from the Dodgers that the Oakland A's got first baseman. He's also going to get outfield eligibility. Uh, he's kind of got a James Outman vibe to him. I really like Ryan Noda. And because he was a Rule 5 pick, he has to be on the active roster all year. So playing time will become available. So Kevin Smith, uh, Ryan Noda on the athletics. And one of my favorite players was Jose Siri. And uh, when I say one of my favorite players, it's because I I heard, you know, full disclaimer, I heard Rob Silver talk about him on uh, his <laughs> podcast. So I generally, uh, I'm not above uh, thieving uh, and uh, plagiarizing other successful, <laughs> much more successful fantasy baseball players. But so Jose Siri is on the IL. He was off to a good start, even bottom, even batting at the bottom of the order. But an old friend and a post post hype. How many posts was that? Two. A lot. I don't know. Too many. But More Vidal Bruan was is called up. Um, you re- do you remember the, all the hype around v- Vidal Bruan? And it's spelled B R U J A N. Yeah, uh, Bruan. I uh, had a lot of hype. I, I can't remember another one of those witch trades from Jesse Severe. I, I traded him a good starting pitcher. I don't remember who it was at this point. I took back Vidal Bruhan and he immediately went back down to the minors. So, you know, uh, w- one of those again. So uh, Bruhan is a speedy guy. You're you're if you're picking him up, it's to get stolen bases. But once again, Tampa Bay in the playing time. And when somebody comes back, is Ruhan the first guy going down? How long do they keep him up? Because they're finicky. We know this because they just brought up Taj Bradley. He strikes out eight in his debut and five innings looks outstanding. And they send him immediately back down to triple A. I may yeah. be coming right back up because Jeffrey Springs got hurt, um, uh, you know, right before the, us recording this here. Uh, but um, yeah, oh, yeah race- I saw that. Uh, he has uh UCL strain. It's making like his hand numb or something like that. Yeah, so. it's his. I, I read about this. I'm so so glad you brought this up. It's his ulnar nerve, and your ulnar yeah. nerve is in your arm, in both your arms, and it goes from your your fingertips all the way up to your shoulder. It's one of three major nerves in your in your arm, and apparently it's it's fatigued. And uh, long story short, I, and I'm not a doctor, but. Uh, I do. I do have like some experience. It. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I, actually, I, I, I've I've read a lot of medical records for worry, but like mm. so, it's uh, it, it's it, long story short, it's a big problem. Um, yeah, and not going to sugarcoat it. We're not we're not uh, we're all adults here. It, it's a big problem, and his start to the season was so promising. And uh, I saw an interview with him. This was during spring training, but uh, a Tampa Bay you know beat reporter interviewed him. And he's like the nicest, most humble guy. He was picked in round twenty of his draft, and he talked about, you know, going to the, you know, going through the minors and getting released, and like everything he did. And now he's got a new, a brand new contract, and thank God it's guaranteed. So he's going to, he's <laughs> going to get paid. So that's good. But, uh, it, but now he's got his. The the light is shining, and then this happens. But uh, I wish him the best. But yeah, it it looks like he's going to be out for probably most of the year, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean they haven't announced a timetable or anything. So I'm not, look, I'm not going to be as doom and gloom as Britain is here. So let let's uh, he just said he's not a doctor. So let's let no, the doctors look at it and, and and get back to us because somebody had this last year. I'm more of a I can't chiropractor. Remember who it was? Oh, chiropractor. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, no, thank you. Uh, but um, yeah, as long as you're not Carlos Correa's uh, chiropractor, I think you'll be okay. <laughs> uh, but um, somebody, I cannot remember who it was, but somebody had this like numbness. Uh, it was Raynaud syndrome. Was that Woodruff last year? That, um, yes, I think it was. And I know something about that too, Bogman. It's called Ray, Ray Raynaud's phenomenon. And it's a condition that happens in your hands which causes the capillaries to close or expand to the point where they get so hot or so cold. And it's the science can't explain it. It's, mm. I, I guess it's genetic, but it's a, it is a rare condition, but uh, yeah, it's like when you're think, you know, sometimes your fingers like turn white for no reason. And you're like, uh Oh, is the big one yeah. coming, you know, like red Fox <laughs> style, like I'm coming, sure. yeah. you know, like your fingers turn really red or really white and you don't know. That's basically what Renaud's is. Okay. Yeah. So, so, I mean, we, we saw a quick recovery from Woodruff from that, uh, who will also be on this list by the way. But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, so, so we'll see, I mean, hopefully it's not the season, but you know, you never like to hear UCL or Ulner. Uh, you know, there, there's certain key keywords, ACL, MCL, uh, you know, uh, CTE, things you do not want to hear. And uh, ulnar uh, for Springs, not a great one. Yeah. It, l- luckily, uh, the the other um, Tampa Bay Ray that's doing well, Drew Rasmussen, he also looks great. Uh, unfortunately, Zach Eflin went down. Didn't he go on the I.O.? You went on the aisle and they brought up Taj and then they sent Taj back down and then yeah. now Springs is there. So I'm assuming Taj will be back up uh, fairly quickly here. Yeah. That's going to be that meme of the grandpa in, in, in uh, Simpsons, you know, coming <laughs> in the restaurant, coming out of the restaurant or whatever. Taj, Taj will be back. Um, I wonder uh, who's, so who's there? Is it Josh Fleming, I guess, but I don't know if you want to add Josh Fleming in anything other than, than an AL only league. Yeah, I would. Um, I just kind of wait yeah, to see how the race sort that out. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. All right. Well, another another big injury was, of course, Tim Anderson, who I love. Tim Anderson as a player, it's like the energy is just infectious. You know, he seems like just such a great team guy, and you know, joy of the game. And I and I love that field of dreams game. You know, that the White Sox oh, played yeah. against New York and. Kevin Costner was a little creepy. I don't know why it was just something was weird there, but, <laughs> but the game was great, you know? And then of course, Tim Anderson does a walk-off home run in, in the corn. Uh, that, that was fantastic. I, I always great like Tim Anderson, but you know, he's, he's 30. Uh, he's got a lot of injuries. Now he has a knee sprain bummer and Eloy Jimenez is also on the IL. So uh, is it Jake burger time and here's a little known trivia jake burger i think actually was like third in home runs on the white Sox last year uh i didn't realize that um i i knew that he hit uh, a decent amount and he hits him in the upper tank when he hits him he is uh country strong jake burger is uh here here's an itl trivia for you the welsh Uh-oh. and i uh, just for anyone uh, wanted, wanting to know this random fact here, uh, Welsh and I were at the game where Jake Berger tore his Achilles in spring oh, training. Oh, man, that's so, right. Yeah, there. Jake Jake Berger's – wasn't he a first-round pick and he just had injury after injury that's kind of delayed his – It's kind of the White Sox, you know. The, the White Sox <laughs> uh, have been dealing with all kinds of injuries. Lou Bob, Eloy, oh, uh, no. Tim Anderson – you know, over over uh, recent years, Yoel Moncada has this back issue that's going to keep him out till Friday too, right? Yeah. So yeah, they've had uh, they've had a lot of issues, and 
adding Tim, Tim Anderson onto the IL and Eloy to at least the, the Eloy thing seems like, all right, two or three weeks and he'll be back and he'll be good to go. Uh, Tim Anderson is a little more questionable. You know, knees are uh, tricky, especially when they've been hurt before. And, and, you know, Welsh, um, Welsh was right. Welsh warned us about Tim Anderson and his injury potential. And he's absolutely correct about it. And it's dragging him down right now. So, um, you know, there's not a lot to replace here. I guess Jake Berger is a decent option. Try, you see Gavin Sheets making it look difficult and right yesterday. I mean, yeah. ooh, that's that's one of those old Gracie would say, hey, look, as a right fielder, Gavin Sheets is a great hitter. You know, like <laughs> uh, that's an old uh, Gracism, too, if we're going uh, through some of those uh, on this show here. But uh, yeah, I mean, Jake Berger, um, you know, roster him uh, if you got the open spot and see if he starts dropping some bombs here. Yeah, he seemed like the only guy that had some type of upside uh, on the bench on that team. Jake Berger, if if they move things around and he hits DH or whatever, uh, um, then, I mean, he could hit 20 home runs, which for a guy you pick off the waiver uh, waiver wire is pr- pretty pretty decent. But, um, oh, man, did you see the O'Neill? I'm sure you did, but the O'Neill Cruz injury with, uh, I think it was with the White Sox, wasn't it? Yeah, he he was sliding home, and there there's a fight started after that with uh, Zavala, the the catcher, because uh, he thought it was weird and thought maybe Cruz was trying to run him over or something. But I mean, Cruz just needs to run that dude over next time. Don't pussyfoot around it. Go through him, knock him through the wall, uh, do whatever. Don't you know? I don't care what the rules are. It, the rules are there, but this dude standing over the plate, knock him in the dirt. I mean, you know, you don't have to try to hurt him. You have to Pete Rose or anything, but, uh, you know, uh, make him feel it. If he's in your way, you're the bigger guy, you're six, seven. So yeah, I mean, this sucks. This was a big piece I got back from our boy, Jesse in the monster deal that I did. And now he's going to miss most of the year and be out till at least August. So, um, and, and the pirates were winning games too, looking pretty good to start the season. And, um, yeah, let's put the air brakes on that. So, uh, rough rough news for the pirates totally rough news for the pirates for o'neill cruz getting injured on kind of a slide going into home kind of not when you're six seven i mean you know he's uh, indecisive there's nothing graceful going on uh probably <laughs> at, at that point but um is there anybody we want to pick up from the pirates no i, I mean don't think so i think rodolfo castro will will take over for him and get full-time playing time i had him already stashed on my bench as a part-time player in nl only but that's like i'm not picking him up even in my 16 mans uh that much i know i think spore liked him i think spore was a castro guy uh, it was either spore or mason because i remember hearing on sleeper in the bus uh, going in the season so there's a little bit of upside there but not not a ton you know We'll see. It's still the Pirates. Yeah, I looked at I look at Castro too because uh, in in Tennessee, uh, uh, sports wagering is legal. So you know I've got the MGM downloaded. I've got DraftKings oh, and and all that kind of stuff. And uh, last year, late last season, R- Rodolfo Castro was making starts. And you know all all his uh, you know to get a hit like over zero point five, you get like plus one seventy. And I was all over the Rodolfo Castro, you, you know, getting a hit every now and then. So I kind of have some love <laughs> for him because he went through a good stretch. And but uh, yeah, that's, I'm sorry to hear about that with O'Neill Cruz on your on your team. But uh, there are some pitchers too, uh, some big name pitchers. Um, the biggest is you know Brandon Woodruff with oh no, 
shoulder inflammation. You never want to hear that with a pitcher. That is a big problem. Um, I think the good news on that or or silver lining, however you want to say it, is that they are absolutely babying him. So this is one of those, all right, any type of shoulder inflammation, anything wrong at all after Raynaud syndrome last year and all that stuff, just tell us if it's bothering you. We'll shut you down and we'll get you right. Because, you know, the Brewers are a team that should make the playoffs or at least push for a playoff spot. They should be in the mix. So uh, I had him winning the Central uh, this year, which is looking maybe like a mistake. But with the, the Cardinals pitching staff, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, but um, yeah, um, they are babying him. So that's the good news is he's being handled with kid gloves right now. So hopefully this is a, all right, mm, you know, this is the playoffs. Maybe would have pitched the next game. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but it's going to be like they said, I think at least two or three weeks, right? Yeah. At least two or three weeks. And uh, I, I always liked the Brewers too. Uh, I had big, big hopes for Rowdy to lease. That's not happening. It's, it's a short sample size, but yeah, it's the, the Brewers have definitely come out flat. Corbin Burns post our ar- ugly arbitration hearing isn't, isn't doing well. And then I pitched well against the diamondbacks in his last he, start. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. That's good. I'm, I'm glad I, I root. Of course, I kind of side with the players when, when it comes to this. And I know these are adults and businesses business and they're making sure. millions. So, you know, it's nothing to get too upset about, but I'm, you know, I was, I was, uh, you know, from a narrative street standpoint, I was thinking, Oh, Burns is going to have the best year of his career just to stuff it in the Milwaukee Brewers top. Probably doing too much. Cause he's trying to have that year. That's, so. that's a great point. So hopefully that that'll all, that'll all fix itself at some point. But, um, Man, I, have we? How long have we been talking? I've just been drawing on and on and on. We haven't even. <laughs> I've just been rambling, and we haven't even gotten to our, like our main topic, which is like the the streaky players that you want to you want to grab from from all these unfortunate injuries. And the one guy that I was keyed on, have you noticed that Brandon Marsh is having a fantastic start to the season? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is a, a guy that kind of cast off from the angels kind of didn't fit in the mix, but he's still only 25 doing his best Jason worth impression uh, as far as the long hair and, and the big beard and all that stuff. And yeah, Charlie pretty, Blackman, you yeah, know, you put Charlie he, Blackman and Brandon Marsh in a room and, and it's like the Spider-Man. They, they're like, yeah, uh, yeah, who, who, exactly. Who? Yeah. It, it, I mean, that's a better example for sure. So, uh, yeah, and, and I mean, he hit pretty well in the playoffs, if I'm remembering correctly, or at least he had a couple big moments. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad he's streaking, and, uh, you know, that's a good lineup to be hot in, too, in Philly. Oh, it's a great lineup, and that Philly's ballpark is a great place to Shoebox. hit, especially, you know, in the summer when the when it starts heating up, because, you know, Philadelphia st- still hadn't hadn't hit, like, the, the, the temperatures yet, but, man, that's like – it's like having a cold, cold beer, you know, and you, you open it softly and you hear that like that's that's like hitting in Philly, Philadelphia in the summer. It's just that, you know, because those balls are just I go did flying out. like my very first road to the show on MLB the show. I, I did. Um, I got drafted by the Phillies and I was hitting in that ballpark. So that was, uh, you know, made my road to the show much easier that, and you know, paying for all the points doing steroids, as I call it. So. Uh, yeah, a yeah, uh, road to a big fat guaranteed contract is what that road <laughs> is too, which is what we all, which is, which is all these guys care about really. That's right. And another kind of, uh, un, not under the radar, but 
maybe overlooked a little bit, Garrett Cooper. And I've always liked Garrett Cooper. He looks kind of like Opie from uh, the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> and I like that. So, but he's play, but he, he bats um, uh, every day in the two hole for, for the Miami Marlins, Garrett Cooper. Sometimes he DHs, sometimes he's first base, but he's always been a solid hitter and it's just been injuries. But, and I think he's got a little bug right now, but he's off to a great start this year. And he's someone that if you've got a corner situation like uh, uh, Anthony Rendon, who's lost his mind, um, like Rowdy Talese. Now, don't drop Rowdy, but he's not—he's literally hurting you starting every day. So, this is kind of a player. If you have an open bench spot, go grab uh, Garrett Cooper and let him help you in batting average and in hits. And he's already got three home runs. So he's actually hit third more often too. Oh, I'm sorry, he's hit third. Yeah. Well, he's hit second also, but he, he's hit it both. Uh, I think seven games in the three hole and uh, five games in the two hole. So he's hitting at the top of this lineup. Uh, that that is playing pretty well, and he's in the mix with Jazz, and uh, we just saw Lisa Rice Rise. have the first yeah. ever cycle in Marlins history, which is kind of crazy. Did you see that kid throw the ball back? By the way, I uh, know I was like, oh, no man, that. that is I, so pretty unnecessary. Mad. That 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 is like people grouching about you know the DH, like well, I, you know, back in my day, every pitcher can you know hit. And I'm like. Dude, that was a trick that the owners did to pay people less money. Yeah. There wasn't anything romantic about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, it's like throwing uh, the ball back. Like, no, you got to keep the ball, man. Yeah, that was crazy. But, but yeah, I mean, hitting at the top of that lineup for Garrett Cooper. And like you said, it kind of looks like Opie, go with the no batting gloves, all that stuff. He's uh, uh, he's a fun player to watch. And he's one of those old, you know, uh, guy that's younger than us, but looks like a scrappy old man already. So. Yeah, he's he's easy to root for, and I kind of like the Marlins too, because Jazz Chisholm is so cool. Uh, his, his first name's Jazz. Uh, yeah. what, what are you going to do about that? I mean, nothing. On the cover just, of the show too. On Jazz the cover is. of the show, are you a big uh, MLB the Show fan? Yeah, yeah, I haven't. Uh, I like when Welsh and I started the podcast in 2014. I really like put my PlayStation away. I didn't pick it up again until. Uh, I got a new one when we moved to Texas here. So, uh, or when I moved to Texas. So, uh, yeah, we Welsh and I have been playing and it'll be the show. We'll, we'll get back to streaming uh, soon uh, w- when we don't have all these weird things crop up. I was on vacation last week. Welsh had uh, all kinds of crap going on. So uh, everybody in his family has uh, the flu. So, no, but we're going to get back to streaming here. We'll be back on the show uh, pretty quick here. And it's fun. Yeah, I'm, I've gotten a, like a full-blown the show addiction it happened a couple <laughs> years ago and so you know i i just i love it i love the diamond dynasty parts i love all the conquests like all that kind of stuff showdowns and you know it's it, what i love playing about the show is you know there's certain things that are universal truths in the show what, whatever pitch is thrown if you're down o2 an account you do not swing like literally you put down your controller and you just wait because whatever garbage they throw you at O2, it's never <laughs> anywhere close to the zone, you know. So, uh, which is kind of like should real, be. yeah, as it should be. But sometimes, you know, you, I got to put the controller down so I don't swing at every single pitch that oh, comes anywhere close. I'm, yeah, Corbin Burns was at like sixty-three pitches through seven innings the other day, and I'm like, what is he playing me in the show here? God's <laughs> sake, what is happening in this lineup? God, I was looking uh, for some other players to 
because one of my favorite players to draft this year was MJ Melendez. And my theory was that he's not going to catch. Um, like, I mean, he is going to catch, but he's going to DH. They're going to move him in the outfield and he's going to bat somewhere around. Yeah. Somewhere around one, two, three, every single day. And, you know, uh, Salvador Perez is going to catch and, you know, kind of teach him, but they're not going to pigeonhole him as like a part-time catcher. He's they're, they're going to feature him. And man, he's just had a terrible start to the season. And I, I was watching one game uh, with the, uh, this is MJ Melendez with the Kansas city Royals. And he hit into a double play and like put his head down and like, you know, just kind of like Being had a, a little temper tantrum and yeah. I get all that. It, you know, no one wants to hurt your team. But yeah. He was frustrated and he's just, and I, and I hope he's, he, he gets out of it, which I'm sure he will. Um, but if you, you are having like a slow catcher situation, I, I gotta say, I gotta say it. Mike Zanino, Mike Zanino is red hot. Um, I mean, he is. Uh, I you, I know. You, I know. You know I hear you. I've had this discussion about Mike Zanino about 150 times. He always goes through this nice stretch for like a month, six weeks, whatever it is, where he's one of the best catchers in baseball hitting the ball. And then he will go 0 for 106. No one will care because he's great defensively and he's great with the pitching staff down there. You're not, you know. Mike Zanino is a major league baseball player, not because of his skills at the dish. It's because of his skills behind the dish. So if he hits great ride that wave, especially if you have, you know, uh, an injury to your catcher, you got one of these guys that started off super slow. Maybe you have a Sean Murphy and you're in a short league, something like that. Um, you can dump them, put Zanino in there. Cause Zanino has the, the thing he does have at the dish is raw power. He will whack that ball out of the ballpark. So, um, yeah, I I I understand the excitement about Mike Zanino, but this is a yearly tradition that I just can't get behind. So. I know it's like anti-excitement, actually. Right. I think it's like anticlimactic when somebody on a fantasy podcast says, Hey, take a look at Mike Zunino. People immediately <laughs> like hit off and throw their phone on the couch and, and they're like, Oh, I'm not I, I will never listen to this idiot again. I'm not buying but, it. I was like, not doing it. But he hit three doubles on Monday, a Guardians catcher uh, 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 record. Three doubles on Monday. Mike Zunino is back, and no one will ever listen to anything I say again, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because Travis Darnot is down. You know, you just got to kind of ride the hot wave, especially in shower leagues. But I also wanted to talk to you about – I know you live in Texas now. Mm-hmm. And but you are an Arizona Diamondback fan at heart. Yep. Is Andrew Chafin the Arizona Diamondback closer? Andrew Chafin is the guy they want when they're in a bad spot. So is most of the time that's going to be. Uh, let's throw him out there for the last three outs uh, because this is our veteran. This is our guy, and let's use him here. But uh, Manaply is going to be back uh, somewhat soon. Uh, he's going to start his rehab assignment pretty quick, and then. Um, be back with the team. I could see him being the closer. Um, you know, I think they really wanted McGuff to be the closer because he was so good in Japan and had, you know, like a 38 save season there last year, 34, whatever it was. And he's got experience in the ninth in Japan. Um, obviously Japan won the world baseball classic. That's nothing to to scoff at or laugh at, but 
I just don't know if he has it. I don't know if he has it against major league talent. So um, the bullpen has always been the bugaboo for the Diamondbacks, even when they won the World Series. Obviously, Kim uh, gave given up homers to Scott Brocious and Derek Jeter in, in uh, one of the all-time best World Series ever in 01. So, you know, in every team, you know, because relievers are just failed starters. 99% are just failed starters that couldn't do it for five to six innings. They got to do it for one or two innings. And um, it's the bugaboo for most teams outside of like the Royals team that won the World Series. They did it with their bullpen. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's much easier when your starter only has to go four and then you're you're locked in for your next six innings of a great bullpen. Diamondbacks don't have that. So he's the closer now. I would not put my bet on him to lead the team in saves by the end of the year. I just wouldn't do it. I think it'd be Manaply. Uh, I think it could be McGuff. And it even uh, Castro had looked the best until the Brewers got to him the other day. So um, I don't. I, I honestly don't know. Right now, Chafin's the guy. Wouldn't shock me if when Manaply comes back, Chafin is still a guy for a little bit. But also, as soon as Chafin gives it up, which he almost did the other day, as as soon as Chafin gives it up. It's probably back to the drawing board with this spot. Andrew Chafin for the Arizona Diamond, Diamondbacks is getting some save opportunities right now. Um, may may not last, but um, and also uh, last one, uh, Bogman, Reynaldo Lopez. I think he's the Chicago White Sox closer. Man, he's yeah. got he's got that triple digit gas, and yeah. um, and Kendall Graveman is pitching in the seventh. So what what do you think about Reynaldo Lopez? It's definitely Lopez's shop to lose. Uh, or, you know, I know we know Liam uh, Hendricks just went through his last round of chemo. So congrats to him. Saw him ring the bell and Hell everything. Yeah. It's it's a great story. Uh, just, you know, guy's still going to take a little time to get, you know, up to playing weight. And that's, that's hell on your body. So uh, don't know when he's going to come back. I would assume when he comes back, the role is, just goes right back to him. Uh, but Lopez has looked outstanding. So, uh, yeah, in triple-digit heat, uh, he seems to be settling into that mentality, too, did it all year last year, doing it in the ninth this year. So, yeah, Lopez is their guy. Yeah, 100%. He looks great. Um, so those are some players to pick up. Not the sexiest uh, names in the world, Brandon Marsh, Garrett Cooper, Snooze, but I'm telling <laughs> you, you know, uh, you, you're not marrying these players. You're, you you're, you're, you're on dating. Eric Cooper and not on Mike Zanino. Yeah, just said my, snooze it, on Mike Zanino. Come Mike on. Zanino. I know. I just ruined my podcast forever, <laughs> but that's okay. Like you know, your your relationship with Mike Zanino is like my relationship with the truth. It's casual. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not too serious. Uh, Only so. when it benefits me. Right. <laughs> uh, the Chicago White Sox. Ronaldo Lopez. Uh, Andrew Chafin for. Arizona Diamondbacks, they're getting save opportunities. And if you need a corner infielder, because if you were like me, you drafted a lot of Randy Talese and you're looking at him and it's he's hitting 118 and you're like, I can't do this anymore. Don't drop him, but pick, hopefully drop somebody off your bench, pick up Garrett Cooper, who's hitting behind uh, Jazz Chisholm and somewhere around Luis Arise, who was the batting champion uh, last year. But, Mr. Bogman, this has been... So much fun. Do, do you see what I did there? I saw it. So much fun. Yes. Yes. Very nice. That, that, that's, an, that's an ITL slogan. I have been a member of the ITL Army for many years. It has been great. There are all types of fun fantasy baseball people. I would highly recommend 
going to the In This League Patreon. They have different levels of support. You can go in, and like I said, this is an independent podcast. These guys do what they want. They say what they want. You know, it's a lot of fun, a lot of great people. Please go check it out, In This League Patreon. And also, Scott Bogman, at Bogman Sports, B-O-G-M-A-N Sports, uh, is the Twitter to find everything Scott Bogman. And, and as I noted, a 100% legitimate New York Times uh, best-selling <laughs> author yeah. and podcaster. Yeah. You don't want to miss. Also uh, Mr. Universe. Uh, also Mr. Universe. Right. Lord right. of uh, England. Uh, right. And um, married to Charlize uh, Theon. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, 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 the Upton. list goes on and on and on, yeah. frankly. But uh, Scott, none of that is made man? up either. So I look, I appreciate you having me on in Britain. You know, obviously uh, we we've talked for years in in the ITL group me rooms and on Patreon and and things like that. And it was uh, fun to sit down and and yap some baseball with you, man. Uh, Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, I will forever, no matter where life takes me, no matter what happens, I will forever be a grateful ITL army member and uh thank you again for appearing i'm not going to beat a dead horse anymore i guess everyone <laughs> knows how much i love the, the the itl army so i'm going to say thank you and talk to y'all next week and most importantly hit that button have a good week so ya.